Okay, so we're recording. Um, we're at the head of the Charles, and you know, there's so many faces here, and it's amazing. But you know what we do? We amplify the voices of color, and so we have a wonderful person here that we just met here, um, which is you know that's what we do. We meet new people and we amplify their voices. And so why don't we uh, introduce her? I'm gonna let her introduce herself, and then we all know I'm Patricia, um, one of the other half of Rogan Color. Um, let me let you introduce yourself, and then you can tell us a little bit about like what you do and where you roll from, things like that. Yeah. Hi everyone, my name is Annie, I'm from Seattle, Washington, grew up in Seattle, been rowing, started when I was 13, have uh, loved the sport, 36 now, so I've been doing it for quite a while. Hey Annie, so um, what brings you to the head of the Charles? So I actually raced, just finished a race today in a four, women's 40s four, very fun, excited to be back after last year. Yeah, so this is like, it's been a, a tough year. We've gone through a pandemic, a lot of places have closed down, a lot of places have um, gotten a little smaller, um, or some places just don't exist at all anymore. Um, so well, how is your program like feeling pre-pandemic? You're here, so that that's a plus. You're racing, that's a plus. So how how's your program been? How's your community been, been in Seattle? Like how's that after the pandemic? Yeah, so in Seattle, I was rowing with a club that was run by the city. So that was shut down pretty quickly when the pandemic kicked into full effect. So we didn't have much communication there. I was lucky enough to be able to switch to a private club, um, but a lot of people weren't. And I know the juniors in particular really struggled to find somewhere to you know, get that outlet of rowing out. Um, so I've been rowing with a different club, private, which is, um, you know, again, been good to have that ability to still row. So um, the private program, the private facility, how is that, um, like, financially? How is that? How, who, who, what type of people would you say are there? Because I'm assuming a public one, it's a little bit more open to the community. And this one would be a little bit more smaller, more for someone who can either pay for it or it has an accessibility for it. So how is that different? Yeah, so it is private in the sense that obviously they run their own kind of show. It's an older club, um, pretty small, but they were very welcome opening their doors. Um, I think more experienced rowers gravitated there. I mean, if you have a base in rowing, it was easy to get into a single as opposed to someone on the newer, more novice scale. Um, so that, again, that was very fortunate to be able to have that place. That's amazing. I'm glad that they were very open um, to you guys. So, you know, you said there's more advanced athletes there. What's the demographic there? Like diversity, not, not diverse. How is that? How is that over there in that program? And how does that make you feel? Because earlier today you were telling us you're Colombian and it's amazing, you know. But how do you feel in that world um seattle is also primarily a very white area so how do how, how is it being in a new site in some place like that yeah i mean i think you know we all know this as rowers were primarily around certain demographics so that didn't change going to a different club um the public club I was rowing with did have a lot more diversity. That's just how it was. There were different scholarships for juniors and masters as well. Um, 
So I think that's just kind of the give and take, unfortunately, that we experience as rowers wanting to be around more diversity. You just kind of, it's, it's hard. It's tough out there. Is there anything your program, your private program is doing to help diversify it? Or is there anything you've said or anyone said anything about like, okay, let's open, what were ways that you guys could open the doors a little bit more to diversify this program? So that way, yes, it's private, but there everyone looks alike. Everyone kind of has an idea of like, it's not just this one white or this very, okay, white, but like, here's a couple people here. They have a Black Lives Matter poster. So, you know. That's it? Just, <laughs> that's it. Um, that's, uh, that's very, that's very mini, like, minuscule. Like, that's on a, such a small level of things you can do. Like, especially, I feel like this year, one of the biggest things um, that I've, the conversations that everyone is having is diversity. So, for you to say, like, I'm at this program, I'm enjoying it, I love rowing. They have a Black Lives Matter poster is the only way that they're helping diversify is it's heartbreaking. That's really heartbreaking because the goal for Rogan Color, for anyone who's listening, for everyone who has listened to us, is to help break those 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 goals like those those roadmaps. Like here, here's a path, here's things you can do. Invite others, do like learn to rose. And you're like, I walk in and right there's a Black Lives Matter poster. Yay, we've done the job. So how does that make you feel? How do you, how are you, like I would, I'm assuming frustrated, but I don't want to put words in your mouth. But how are you feeling and what are you thinking that they can do to help fix this? I think that's a really big question. And, um, you know, I personally have struggled a lot this past year as a person of color that primarily runs, especially in the rowing world, which is very white, um, you know, I think it's hard when programs were not offering learn to row options and then you're already dealing with people that already have a rowing background, which again, especially as masters, which is what I row as, um, you're going to deal with more upper middle class white people. Um, so I think if you really want to focus on changing that, you have to actively get people from different communities. And again, there goes the socioeconomic component in there, which is really tricky, especially during the pandemic. A lot of people didn't have the privilege to work from home or have flexible schedules. And unfortunately, a lot of those people end up being people of color. So I think it's, it's, it's a big question. But um, yeah, you know, there were a few people of color that switched over from the public club that I wrote out to this private one. And, um, you know, I've had conversations with them and been actively trying to reach out to people that I identify with. Um, and there, I mean, there's just naturally microaggressions and things that we just face um, as people of color, navigating in a, in a very white sport. So that's always challenging. Yeah, it's, it's a big question. And I think you actively have to want to make a change. And actively making that change requires a lot of work and a lot of searching within yourself to figure out what components of your life and your upbringing made you maybe slightly, you know, a little, little internally racist. Um, yeah, I, I, th I definitely think there's a lot of people who are internally racist and they just, it's, no one wants to be called a racist. No, uh, no one thinks they're racist, but like we all have our biases and it's how you go about dealing with them. Um, so what is one thing I would ask you is, do you think that um, the people who are running this private program that you're at, do you think that they care to fix the problem? 
or what we view as a problem and they may view as just another day in their world. Do you think they are open to fixing it? Do you think they care to fix it? Um, you know, I think everyone has good intentions. Um, again, I think unless you're willing to do, you know, anti-racist clinics and actively make that a focus, no, it's not a priority. It's just not. And again, thinking about where are people coming from? If you're dealing with masters that don't know how to row, getting them integrated into an already established system that requires work, that requires a lot of work. And you need to have people that look like these people that you're trying to bring into the system. And I think that's difficult as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's a big thing. I don't think anyone doesn't want diversity. I think it's the effort it requires to actually make that happen that people just aren't willing to do because, you know, it's, it's a lot. I agree. I, I think a lot of people we've talked to throughout this year one of the biggest things is like oh this is a lot of work um but everyone has seemed eager to do it like even being here today everyone who stopped at this tent or who walked past they're like i i my gosh i'm a person i'm a white person i know you guys are technically not like coming for us but we love listening to it and we are we are implementing it and i've seen high schoolers who have come here and they're like we want to make our team better. We've made it mandatory for people to come, for our athletes to come every week and have this conversation or listen to the conversation of um, diversifying or microaggressions or little things like that or what we view as little things but fixes a bigger issue. And so, like you said, it, it, you definitely have to be willing and you definitely have to be um, open to those ideas and the concept of like change, um, which is this is going to be change for a lot of people because you go from this is an easy way that a path that has been set for years, hundreds of years, this has been a path that people have taken. And here are, you know, a whole bunch of other people who are saying like, well, I would like to be part of it, um, this world. So you need to change this and this to get there. So it's, there is change. Um, so I, I kind of asked you this question earlier. Do you think, what is one thing? Not do you think is what is one thing that you think your program can start doing Monday morning, and that would help guide you guys or put you guys on a path that would help diversify you guys a little bit more. Yeah, it's interesting, and I think every boathouse has their own culture. I think that's one thing is you have to define the culture of your boathouse, and um, you know, again, I kind of went over here just as an opportunity to row. So my experience hasn't been full on in the mix of what's going on. Um, but I think it really starts with getting coaches that are having a diverse coaching staff, period. Um, yeah, and I think making an active effort to have, you know, find different ways to get different people, members of the community out there. So, yeah. Yeah, I, I, think, I think that's great. I think definitely seeing a diverse group of people um, as a person of color myself, when I walk into a space and it's all white, I'm like, okay, huh, I have to, I have to think about code switching. I have to think about how to behave, and I, you know, or you have to think about, okay, do I belong here really? Um, will some, will I find a way out of it? So, I think um, what you said is very, it's, it's, it's there. It's definitely finding staff that looks like you guys, staff that sounds like you guys, or not even just like staff sometimes it doesn't have to be the coach it can be someone who's an admin um who can when who's doing the you know um decorations for the bow house you know that one poster is not enough it 
could be someone who is sending out the weekly emails and you know just making being aware of cautious how we what pictures we use in those emails or you know what wording we use in that email and how inviting it can be so it doesn't always have to be a coaching staff it could definitely just be someone who is in the background but is still doing a lot of the work because it pushes some of the information that you see about that program about that place comes from someone who you might never even know how to row but the way their implement their mindset about a race or their mindset about financial um equity equity is different and that's affecting the program you know um was is there anything else you would like to talk about like when it comes to your program or things that you think that you really would love to see in the future for your program besides like yeah we want to see diversity what is one thing you would love to see happen with you guys maybe in the next five years yeah, and again, I just want to clarify, this is a very small club that only is master's rowers, and um, I think that's a tougher tougher group to kind of really focus on diversity with. If you get juniors, I mean, I'm, I'm a proponent of, like, diverse, get juniors, get young people involved in rowing. Um, I think just making a safe community for people to come in and say, yes, we want to focus on this. I think that's really all it takes is, like, you know, let's focus on this, what can we do, and then try to implement it. But again, that sounds very easy, and I know that that's not easy, unfortunately. That's the reality. So I wish I knew how to, you know, kind of do it. And it, again, it is tricky with a master's program. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I've, I'm mostly a youth coach. I've worked mainly as a youth coach, but I've also been witness to how quickly a master's program can crumble and how quickly it can get rebuilt with the right mindset is we're a bunch of adults um adults can grow something very quickly compared to like okay i need five kids and i need those five kids parents and then that's how we get to where we need to get to compared to like um well okay let's all get together and say this and this needs to change and it changes um there usually is not that much conversation that should go into it but it somehow when it comes to diversifying a sport, we need five conversations, we need three meetings, we need to then put it on a Zoom meeting, and then we need to all have to sit down and you know agree on one subject, and then that takes five months. Um, something that could have been like, okay, do you think that our program should be going in this path? Yeah, I agree. We should look around and see more people of color. Yeah, I agree. We should have a financial um, background. Like, we should have a space where it's like, okay, I'm an adult. Um, the, you know, and I would like to row, but I don't. I can't spend three k a year on something. I can spend a thousand a year, and then you know, paid off in bits. That you know, so things like that. So, I, I, I yeah, it does take time. Um, and smaller programs suffer a lot more because they sometimes don't know how to get the funding. They sometimes don't know how to start the conversation, and that's the biggest thing because those are the programs that lose the most dedicated rowers and they get this like rolling like rolling doors where it's like okay every day there's a new row like you have new athletes every year is a new boat um and very fewer and fewer like athletes who feel dedicated to the sport start they start walking away they start going to the programs that are open to everyone or open more mind like open mindsets so um do you feel like in a couple years do you think your program will keep in this path or do you think they'll go into a more like okay the world is changing around us in rowing this is an open conversation <laughs> places like rowing color have a tent at either head of the charles do you think they'll go into a more like we need to follow the path 
that's being set in front of us or we're going to hold our ground? Um, that's, a good, that's a really great question. Um, I would like to say that, you know, as things change, and again, I'm in Seattle, so it's a very, you know, you have certain demographics. Um, I would hope so. I don't know. And um, I think that also just has to deal with the, do, be part and parcel to a small boathouse that's pretty established and deals primarily with experienced rowers. Um, and again, it's like for, for what purpose would they have to do that? So I would, I would hope so. And I hope that as rowing continues to grow and as issues such as race and diversity continue to be at the forefront, um, then yes, they, 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 I would hope that there is more to do. But again, it's so hard when it deals with people having to really look inward and figure out why is this person that looks a certain way being treated differently on the dock than your run-of-the-mill white rower. So, which is hard. It's hard for people to kind of look in the mirror and think about that. So. No, I agree. Especially when it's not happening to you, it's so easy to put your blinders on and just keep doing it. It's like, okay, well, I'm rowing, I'm happy, not my business. Um, and sometimes we have to take those blinders off and be like, I'm rowing, I'm happy, but like, are everyone is everyone around me happy? Is everyone around me feeling comfortable in the same space that I'm sharing with them? So I, it is hard, it's difficult, but hopefully as we progress, it you know, even the smallest programs, even if it's just a master team, it grows like a massive program. You want strong master's programs because they then guide. Those are the same people who, like help volunteer for the youth. Those are the same people who like guide the younger kids. And it's like, okay, my granddaughter is doing this because I did this at some point, or like pass down that tradition. And if it's only if you're only white, you know, if you're only from a certain bracket, um, that trickles down to only those youth that we are rowing for, that we do all these regattas usually for they're only from those spaces and then that closes the doors and that we, we do another 400 years <laughs> of just this um of having the same conversation going in circles so yeah it's it's, it's interesting to see that and think of it because it's is it important not in the in the in the future like in the near future maybe not but 10 years down the line Will we see the importance? Yes, because this master program could have been open to more diversity. That kid now rows at another club, but it says, oh, I do it because my dad used to row here. My grandfather used to row there. And then that program is now opening up. Like, you, you, there's always going to be an open door because that kid is like, okay, I'm done with high school, done with college. I want to row still. I'm going to go back to the, the, the club that my dad or my grandparents put it into. So it's weird. It's a weird concept to think of because it doesn't affect us in the moment and we don't like it's hard for people to think 10 years down the line we don't want to think 10 years down the line because that's but all of those things connect you know like i row because of this or everyone i've ever like all the kids i've ever coached who knew about rowing were like oh i row because my older brother rows here oh i row because my dad used to row at this club back then at this time and i'm like cool i don't know the club existed i don't but like they knew about it because of that thing so it's a it's a it's a hard it's a hard uh, conversation to have, um, but we have to have it. You know, like we're here at the head of the trials, and out of the thousand people who walk by this tent, fifteen of them are people of color, at least from what I can see. You know, um, and that that's that's a little bit that's difficult, but 
because you know there's so many more. Like, I know there's so many more because I get so many DMs. Denise gets so many DMs or emails from people of color. Like, yeah, I row. And a lot of our people who, who support us are from Seattle. So Seattle has a very strong... Um, they're doing a lot to support the diversity conversation. So it's not like, okay, bye, Seattle, you're doing terrible. It's There's still places that need to get their doors open and they need to start the conversation. A lot of the people from Seattle who have reached out to us are youth. Um, and so it's weird because the conversation should be trickling down, but it's kind of climbing up a ladder. And that's fine. As long as it's happening and the change is happening, it's fine. Um, do you see yourself... If let's say your public program opens back up and it's more like it's a little bit you, like you said it was more diverse, do you see yourself switching over from the diversity program with the public's um, your public program or staying with this private program and helping them fix their issues? Yeah, boathouses again are very they're they're weird places. I mean, you really have to know what kind of culture you want and. Um, and there needs to be a good set of leadership to define that culture and help cultivate the people that you want and inclusion and all of that. Um, for me, you know, again, I kind of went there because it was the place that was open. So I am definitely, I, I feel more comfortable being around people of color and um, cultivating environments of inclusivity. So yeah, of course, I, you know, they're kind of, the public club I was rowing at is getting there their feet back in in the game which is great and um you know i think that's really exciting and and again i think it's just boathouses just define the culture gotta have leadership so um i want you to finish enjoying your your evening your afternoon um is there one thing you want to tell or share to master rowers not just in seattle but everywhere about how to run a team or how to how to run a, a boathouse or what you would love to see in a boathouse is there anything you want to share with a master's program? Yeah, I think, um, you know, being patient with new people coming in that may not have the experience. I think we all tend to put more notches ahead of the Charles, you know, been here X amount of times, done this, done that. So it's easy to kind of say, oh gosh, a new rower, a novice rower, you know, I think that's so detrimental and um, just automatically cuts people off. So just thinking about what it is about the sport that you love that makes you get up at four o'clock in the morning to get out on the water um, and think about the improvements it's made to your life. I mean, I have two kids and I think about me as a mom. I am such a better person in that realm and in work and everything because of the dedication I have to rowing. So thinking about that and thinking about how everybody, anybody could benefit from that and everyone deserves a chance to experience that and feel like they're part of something and feel included. I think that's that's the takeaway. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing your story and your opinions and everything like that. Like that's that's what we're here for. We're here to amplify the voices of color. We're here to kind of like have the hard topics, you know. Obviously we didn't we don't want to talk about the name of your program. Let's leave it, you know, but these are, these are issues that are not happening just at your program. They're happening all over the world. They're happening all over the country. Um, we actually had someone in, like, London or England, um, somewhere in England, hit us up. And we were like, oh, yeah, having issues with diversity. And it was mostly for a collegiate master's program. So this is not something happening only there. I, I, like, I hate when people go, oh, I feel like it's just here. It's like, no, it's everywhere. It's happening, and that's why we have these conversations. So thank you so much for sharing with us and giving us your time because um, 
it is it's loud and it's busy but this was amazing this is exactly the conversation we should be having with no fear of how we're like un uncomfortable like you know we gotta rip the, the blinders off we gotta have the you just share it the band-aid is there we gotta rip it off and talk about it Thank you so much. Yeah, yes, and thank you so much. I know um, I mentioned this before we started talking, but um, during this past year, as kind of all the George Floyd stuff was going on, I really did question my place in rowing, and I know I am not alone in there. Um, so to have a presence and getting people together, I think, is where change starts. So thank you so much for all the work that you've done. It's so important, and I know so many people have benefited from feeling like there are other people like them. So thank you so much. Thanks again. Um, if anyone has any questions um, for our guests, you can always DM us on our Instagram, and we will always pass it along. And um, Or we can start another conversation um, about it on another episode. But thank you so much for listening. Um, have a wonderful day. We are at the head of the trials. Yay, 2021, we're back. <laughs>